Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. Today we're talking about use of force yeah, let's, and NVC. Let's get into it, Heather. Yeah. I'm going to kick your ass, Heather. No, you aren't. Yes, I am. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm not sensing any real danger here. No. There's a place for that. What? There's a place to kick your ass yeah. in NBC. I can hear that you really want me to believe that. <laughs> Maybe some trust around your words. Yes, and some power. Yeah. Is that a need? What? Trust? Power. I think so. Well, this is what I remember Marshall used to give this example. I don't know if it was just an example or if it was a real thing. I think it was a real thing that happened to him. He was walking on the street one day and he saw this guy hitting this girl and yelling at this girl and being, quote, very forceful towards this person. And he said, that wouldn't be a moment where you would whip out your NVC skills and be like, yeah, so you have a need for, because it was a very, quote, volatile situation. It wasn't just like a little fight. Like they were getting into it. People were being hurt in that moment. And he says, yeah, so that's not a time where you're going to have a conversation with someone probably and think that you're going to actually have any ground in that conversation. There are times when there is a need for a protective use of force or restraining or whatever. He had to step in and like get this person apart from the other person and actually use some power in that moment, physical force of power to pull that person away from the other person. And he was pointing out that there are times when that's necessary and it's necessary actually in support of safety, in support of protection from harm. So there is a place for it in this process. So in NBC, there can be a condoning of stepping in and physically separating people or restraining someone, but I'm guessing the line stops at beating someone up. It's to break up some sort of violence. Yeah, well, I think the defining factor here is your intention or your motivation for using the force. So if your intention is to punish somebody, if your intention or your thinking is this person is out of control and a very bad person and we need to make sure that they never do this kind of thing again and we are going to punish this person so that it will make him feel the wrath of what he deserves given what he's been doing. If you're going at it in that way, there's not a space for that in NBC. But if your intention is, wow, right now there's a huge need for safety and I need to step in here and make sure that there's safety and I don't know any other way to handle this in the moment than using my physical power to make that happen. And I don't think this person is a bad person. I know maybe they're going through some stuff. But right now, I need to step in so that we can have safety. That's a, it's a different motivation, different intention. Have you ever encountered having to step in and physically do something? Well, it's funny that you should say that. The only memory I have in this moment is with my daughter, Tyler. When she was really young, 
I just remember she was having a moment where she was screaming and carrying on. And I don't remember the details of it, but I do remember taking myself and wrapping my whole body around her, restraining her, like taking my arms all the way around her and like sitting down and she couldn't move. She was trying to get out and she couldn't move. And I was just holding her like that. And I just remember telling her that, you know, I can see that you're not able to control yourself. And so you need some help in that. And that's what I'm doing here. So it wasn't like I'm doing this because, you know, you're a bad kid and I'm going to punish you. But it was a moment of support, actually, for her. Hmm. Okay. It didn't come from like, you're annoying me, fucking cut it out. No, it wasn't. That's the whole difference. Like, am I backhanding her? You're driving me crazy, you little brat type thing. No, it wasn't anything like that. It was more just, okay, she needs some support. What can I do to support her? It's a really different way of approaching it. And how did it end up going? Well, it was so many years ago, so I'm probably making up how it went. But from what I remember, she was fighting me as we were sitting down there. She was trying to get out. And until she was able to really finally calm herself down, then I was able to let her go. And I think it resolved from there. But again, it was so long ago. Have you seen any kind of more recent instances of this? Well, I mean, I just see so much of the opposite of this, right? In all of our systems, we have this idea that we have to punish people. We have to suspend kids when they do quote bad things we put people away in jail rather than just are we playing god and knowing what's right and wrong and having to punish somebody into doing something versus okay let me get this under control and then can we step in hopefully with our communication skills that's when after you've kind of gotten things in a settled space Ideally, you can step in in that moment. I mean, in our judicial system, it'd be great once you restrain somebody, maybe once you have them in a prison cell if need be. That's where I would like to see a lot more restorative justice done, where we come in and we actually have communication around what happened and what was the impact of that behavior and what needs were not met and how can we go forward making sure that needs are met. I think that there's a lot of good research out there showing that Using force in that way and then using your communication skills is way more productive than just punishing somebody and thinking that you're going to get the outcome that you're hoping. When you come at it with a sense of this person is a bad person, I need to put them away and come at it from that angle, you almost create the monster that you're saying is there. You're helping to create Perpetuating it. That's my thinking anyways. That's why it's called nonviolent communication. Well, some people have a real issue with the name of nonviolent communication. It's kind of hypocritical, so to speak, because nonviolent communication is a judgment of a communication yeah so it's kind of funny and then there's a lot of people that hear of nonviolent communication and they think i'm not violent they're turned off to the whole process because they think that they're not violent but really this process grew out of gandhi's idea of nonviolence being that anything that disconnects you from another human being is a form of violence so be it Anything physical that you do that disconnects you from another human being, that's a form of violence that we mostly can recognize as violence. But even in our words or our lack of words can be a form of violence if it ends up disconnecting people from one another. That's a little bit outside of, I think, what we're talking about here, but somehow connected. I mean, this all makes sense that with the use of physical force, you would intervene in order to break it up. And then use communication skills. I mean, and that goes on an individual level, and it also goes 
on a national level as well, I think, that sometimes there might be a point where you have to use protective use of force, even also in our police force. There might be places where it, it's appropriate to use protective use of force, but are you doing it because you're deeming these people as evil and bad and you must punish them and it's a power thing, or are you doing it truly in service to safety? And you're not seeing this person as evil. And if you do, you work on your own self, so you shift that. I think that's a big problem of what's going on in our police system right now is our police are oftentimes dealing with trauma themselves due to the kind of work that they're having to do. And at least from what I have heard, even though police get the ability to have counseling, that people don't take you up on it because they're worried that if they come clean, that it might come out and they could lose their job or lose some respect or something like that. I don't know if that for a fact, but I have heard that from some people that are in the police force that that's kind of how it happens. And the problem with that is unless you're like unpacking those wounds and those places where you've had trauma, it leaves you very susceptible to othering folks and putting labels on people. Is that making sense? What I'm saying is we're all doing the same exact thing. We're othering each other. Police that have gone through a lot of stuff that don't get support in healing their emotional wounds would have an inclination to other and to look at others as bad and maybe have more of that fuel around wanting to punish or have power so there's personal work, I think, that could be done to help people in those circumstances work through some of that stuff. Sorry for the lawnmower, folks. Uh, so that when they have to do their job, they're doing it purely for protective use, for using it in service to safety. Yeah, making sure it's, quote unquote, coming from the right place. Coming with the right intention and not with additional baggage that's been held on. And that's a hard thing, I think, for somebody that's in that line of work because they've been in very traumatic, difficult situations. And if they haven't had process time around that, there would be an inclination to stay in that fight, fight, freeze, which would help to other the other person. And then, therefore, you might be reacting out of punishment and making sure that person feels the impact and rather than just saying I have to do this because there's a safety thing here and this is part of my job and just being really clear. Can you reflect a little bit of what you're hearing there just so I know that it made sense? Yeah so you were just kind of talking about how maybe cops specifically have their own trauma and if that's not healed then they bring that with them to work and it doesn't come from a place of wanting to create safety. Is that yeah, exactly. Essentially it. You know, they maybe would say that it does, but then actions speak otherwise. And then that's what we're seeing in the media. And that's kind of the backlash from people against cops. And it's way more complex than I think anybody on either side is really giving too much lip service to. Ultimately, we're all human beings just doing our best. That's my thinking of this. And we all have a lot of trauma and it all needs to be recognized and worked through so that we can be in service to our needs and not be harming others because we think that they deserve it. Is there anything else you want to say on the subject? Nope. I think that does it. All right. Well, if we've sparked anything inside of you that wants to call in and ask a question or 
Tell us your thoughts. Please call 850-706-0488. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first.